What's up, everybody? It's your main man, Kel Breezy. I'm have. <sighs> I'm ending this journey on the Nightmare M Street franchise. Um, there's only one movie left, and that's the 2010 remake. <sighs> oh God! Somebody help me. <sighs> um. Yeah, I don't even know if I'm gonna have fun facts for this movie because I don't think it is any. You know what I mean? Just gonna be honest. I don't think it is. <laughs> um <sighs> damn. Um anyway, let's just get into it and talk about this movie. Um this is definitely <sighs> I'm not a fan of this movie. I'm not a fan of remakes. This is one of them that I'm definitely, definitely not proud of. I mean, it was it's it was gonna be difficult because you had the same person playing um Fred Krueger for all the movies from you know from parts one all the way to West Crash and Nightmare then the Fred vs. Jason then you bring somebody in and it's you know, Fred Krueger he he's definitely the big top three for slasher killers like with Jason Voorhees and Mike Meyer but the difference with Freddy is he has character and the same person same voice you know on different makeup it's been um same guy. You know what I mean? So and, and to bring someone else in, uh yeah, it's gonna be difficult to be okay with because Robert England uh be shoes the field and um Jackie or Ailey Haley, no disrespect to his acting skills or whatever. I just don't know if if he was meant to be. <laughs> he did alright for what he had to work with. But in this movie, it just didn't do much for me. And it just, for one, when it comes to slasher movies, it was built on practical effects. And this movie just had too much goddamn CGI for me. And it, it took away. Because, like I said, slasher movies, you, you want the movie to be as real as possible because you're seeing a human form person, killer, killing people and, and Freddy Krueger has some of the most creative kills and dear lord and the CGI and it just it didn't do anything for me it took away more than it added to it in most scenes you know what I mean like the iconic scene where in the beginning where Freddy was pushing his head and hands through the wall to creep up behind Nancy it was cool when they had the practical fit, but this one they just took it too damn far. Had it and creeping out and kind of coming around the side of her like she still didn't know because she had her headphones on. And and, and you remember the, the the stairwell when her feet start getting stuck in the steps? They took that out and they made it CGI where she's in the falling through the hallway floor's bloodbath and then she fell through this. Yeah, and he was like, "How about this four way dream?" That's bloodbath. That's, anyway, that was, yeah. And then they didn't really just fully capitalize on the scene when she was in the tub and free hand and pulled her down to scare her. They didn't. They just did it one time and no, no, that was it. And talk about Nancy. They, this Nancy didn't give me the final girl throughout this movie until the end. This most movie, she was so timid and scared and kind of weak. 
and wasn't sure of herself. You know what I mean? And got this movie, and it seemed like Queen was more like the final girl, well, the final guy, because he was, oh, we got to figure this out. We got to do this. And Freddie was giving him all the true story and backstory, you know, about what happened and all this. And, and he just, and they did a good job, Nance. And they brought in characters that, new characters, cool, but, you know. Yeah, only name they kept from the originals were you know, Freddy Krueger and Nancy and everybody else. New characters that didn't happen, you know. Chris, who in the first one was Tina, and then, you know, her boyfriend Jesse. And now his name, his name was Rod. And originally, it's just, I don't know what I can say about this movie. This movie just, it didn't do anything for me. It's a remake. It's pretty boring to me, in my opinion. It is. It's... And then they, instead of making him a child killer, they made him a child molester. And, you know, and now it's like, okay. To me, maybe I'm just, in my feelings, whatever, just very disappointed. It's like, he's a molester. So where did he get the glove from? What was the purpose of the glove? He just is playing with these kids and pretty much taking pictures of them. They didn't show the pictures. Let us see it. So it was kind of good, but... Okay, I guess they was like Nancy was naked or something or I don't know. But so I was like, what's the point of the glove? Why now he was a bluster? Now he's killing because they told about everything that he was doing. Hmm. I mean, child molestation is wrong. It's really wrong and dark. So yeah, it's just I don't know, man. This movie just. Does very little for me. And um, Clancy Brown, you may familiar him from um, Pet Cemetery Two and a lot of other movies. This is not a waste of talent. This movie for him, he's a talented actor. It's a waste. We all know how Robert Engel felt about this movie. But bullshit. <laughs> and this movie, it, it's bullshit for me too. And not because Freddy Krueger is my favorite slasher killer. Out of all of this, out of all the slasher killers, Freddy is my favorite because the creativity behind killing someone in their dreams and all that. But this movie, I will okay, I will say it has some cool aspects of like um giving details and stories and telling like how you stay woke too long, eventually you're gonna start hallucinating, not you know, knowing what's real and what's fake and once you go to sleep, you stay woke too long, you finally go to sleep, you're dang they were slipping through a couple when they wake up again. That was cool stuff. Like little nuggets to know, just true. Um, I just think, <sighs> yeah, like I said, it, it for me really would kill it with too much CGI. And at least they tried to make um, Freddy Krueger scary in this movie, it just didn't really hit well. <clears throat> and makeup for Freddy Krueger in this one again, CGI. I mean. <sighs> I know they wanted to make it look realistic as possible or what a burn victim is supposed to look like, but mm, it just wasn't hitting on the head with me at all with this one. Um No man, I don't I don't know. It's just I damn, I just don't feel it. This is not a good remake. I can really pretty understand why we have not seen another Freddy Krueger movie since 2010. Um right now since West Craven passed in 2015, um, 
the rights to the Nightmare Elm Street. He went back to the West Craven's estate, so they, his family put control over it. Say, you know, oh, who they want to do the next movie, and pretty much pick who be Fred Krueger and all that good stuff. Robert Englund's pretty much, you know, he kind of said Kevin Bacon. It'd be interesting to see. Um, but I think, yeah, um, I don't know if I would want a remake. Maybe tell a different story, you know, add on to a, you know, pick up like, hell, you can probably do like, pick up like after part, maybe like Halloween, just pick up like right from um, part one. Then nothing matters. Or just, mm, Make another sequel with it. I, thought, I don't know. I would think I would be fine, like, if they went at the part four, maybe. At the part four, it was kind of, hmm. I mean, even though I love what's crazy, no nightmare, but the timeline is kind of new and it's kind of different, so. But yeah, I think I could do well without part five and six, you know, so. But this movie, this remake. Adam Dunes dropped the ball on this one all together. I don't really want to spend too much time talking about this because this movie just it's kind of bored. I mean, the dark effects, okay, cool, a little darker, but it was kind of slow and it was kind of boring. You know, so I think I'd rather stick with the child killer than the child molester. You know? And it seemed like a lot of actors start after the movie they just was going through the motions like okay i'm only gonna get a big check out of this and could be part of this franchise but it seemed like they were just kind of bored and like mm, just do this and not gonna give my all mm. yeah whatever all right i'm just gonna go ahead and get straight to the fun facts next week i will be doing the ranking of these movies you probably know what's gonna be the worst you have to be talking about these movies. I'm pretty sure you know it's going to be my favorite. Nightmare M Street. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, yeah, the remake. It's like 2010. Um, couldn't find out that like Michael Bay has kind of had to kind of beg people to direct this movie. <laughs> Boo. Bullshit. First one. <clears throat> The first fun fact, um, <coughs> the director turned it down twice, only agreed to do it after receiving passionate email from Michael Bay. <coughs> Damn, he, director Samuel Bayer, he turned down this movie twice, directed this movie. That should tell you guys, that's a bad sign when a guy like, no, I'm good. No, I'm good. I was like, again, no, I'm good, y'all. No, thanks. Mm -hmm. As Nightmare Entry director um, Sanya Bay put it, I think it's hard to argue with the richest guy in Hollywood, referring to Michael Bay's efforts to court him. Prior to Amber Street, Bay had directed music videos and commercials for over two decades, but had yet to direct his first movie. That was for Electric Trying. It was just that none of the projects he'd been attached to ended up getting produced. Michael Bay also stated, Started his career in music videos and wanted to help Bay prop his future film chair. Pop, pop his future film chair. However, by the time Nightmare M Street came along, Bay had already turned down Michael Bay's offer to direct Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Amityville Horror. And then he turned around and said no to Nightmare M Street twice. 
can see he sent his heartfelt email. Michael Bay sent his heartfelt email to him. He said, okay, but it was crazy. Um, Samuel Bayer has yet to direct another movie beyond M Street Remake. Mm. <laughs> I know. Um, another one, um, Jackie Earl Haley and Johnny Depp story that about the 1984 Nightmare M Street may not actually be true. The rumor is that Jackie Earl Haley auditioned for the, M Street, the first Nightmare M Street and his friend Johnny Depp tagged along but was so handsome they asked him to audition, eventually giving him, not Haley, a part in the film. The truth, Jackie Earl Haley told Movies Online, it is possible that I auditioned for Nightmare M Street and don't remember. It's also possible that I could have been sitting next to Johnny in the waiting room. That's the only thing I could figure when they started from. So, I guess he didn't really, I don't know. So, rumor is that they was the friends hanging out and they said, oh, Johnny Depp's a pretty guy. Come on, dish. What the fuck? And so, but Jack Sarah, no, I was, and he said, I suppose they may audition, but he wasn't sure. He can't remember. But maybe he was just, you know, sitting next to Johnny Depp in the waiting room. So, anyway, the director and Jackie Earl Ailey, um, Excuse me, I'm a little dry. Um, Haley both used to direct commercials. Interesting. That's crazy. Cool for them, but whatever. Sam Bay, he directed um classic videos for Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah. Jackie Earl started his career as a child actor, most notably in Bad News Bears. But his awkward teen years hit his career pretty hard, so he quit acting. Moved to Texas and made his living directing TV commercials. They wanted Jackie Earl Haley to play for a crew because they loved his Washington screen test. I heard that before. So kudos to him on this. This this, this episode is not going to be too long, guys. It's going to be on because I don't like spending too much time talking about stuff that I do not enjoy. Movies I don't enjoy that just really just rub me the wrong way. But yeah, um... <laughs> Jackie Earl Haley's career renaissance began with his Oscar-nominated performance as a child molester in Little Children in 2006 before hitting an entirely new level with his scene-stealing performance as, um, I can never say this, Ron Arch and Zack Snyder's Watchmen 2009. Um, Watchmen in 2009, I didn't like the movie. It was three hours of nothing for me. I'm sorry for any Watchmen fans. The show was better to me, but the movie, bull crap. I can't get with it. So within a month of the release of Watchmen, Haley had officially been cast as the new Freddy Krueger. <sighs> Man. Crazy, huh? <clears throat> the main source of inspiration was The Dark Knight. So um, the movie was being developed throughout 2009, less than a year after The Dark Knight came out and set a crap ton of box office records. So pretty much everyone in Hollywood was using Dark Knight as their go-to reference for how to do things. Sam Bay was no different. So anyway, <coughs> no one. It it would have been nice if they at least expressed Craven for his opinion. Once again, they just disrespecting the man that created this. Who and he 
I want y'all to understand that the part four, three and four, I can see why he didn't want this movie to be a whole franchise. Be a one movie and done, move on. Um, because um, yeah, these these some of these sequels kind of start to call the franchise a tank a little. But um, they just once again they did not go to the man to get the first Nightmare I mean, Street producer was Craven had signed away the rights to the characters, and he regretted it ever since. New line former boss Bob Shay resolved their grievances as a you know, way to make New Line, make New Nightmare. <laughs> but New Line still maintained ownership of the franchise. When they formed out the remake to Platinum Dunes, there was nothing obligate anyone to even bring Craven and heads up. Legally, that is. This They should have us Craven and They should have talked to him, asked him, gave, you know. This movie probably been halfway good if Wes Craven had something to do with it. I'm just saying. Because the man likes to tell a story. Come on, he did. Wes Craven's new nightmare in '94, good movie ahead his time. Just for two years later, 1996, The Scream, bruh, come on, yeah. The first Scream is still one of those just good classic horror movies. Who kills the killer kind of movie? You know what I mean? So, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, the Freddy design is similar to what Wes Craven originally wanted back in 1984. It's interesting because I don't much like the makeup. So anyway. Wes Craven originally wanted part of Freddy's skull to be visible through the head as well as pulse to be seeping out of the sores. It was his makeup artist, David B. Miller, who, you know, kind of said, took notice, took a notice, notice of this, and in 1984, so the thing was entirely too impractical, even if they somehow used a combination of a live actor and puppets. Now, I'm glad they did, because I like the classic Freddy look, you know. Jump ahead two decades, and thanks to the advances in makeup design, and as well as the ability to augment the practical fix with CGI, <sighs> CGI or slasher movies, I do not like. But I, it's, I'm not say I don't like it, but don't have too much. Just just a little smit here and there. You know what I mean? Just, just a little, not too much. But they did too much in this one. <clears throat> <clears throat> CGI makeup artist um Andrew Clean achieved what Craven could not. A Freddy whose burn scar face was realistic enough to almost cause the audience to turn away in disgust. Um, Clement has said that um, they were using silicone material that until now the Freddy saga hasn't used and created a brand new look. We did exhaustive research on real burns. We tried to catch the texture, colors, etc. of those wounds. Samuel Bayer tells all the time that the goal is realism. So that's what they went for. <clears throat> Another one. They weren't supposed to kill any of the, the characters. I'm sorry, wait, what? Hold on, wait a minute. I don't know, this is... So yeah. Yeah, um Yeah, they I'm not I really don't want to go too much into this movie, but um they had alternate um opening and endings for this movie. Um the alternate alternate opening, a burn patient, Freddy Krueger painfully dies in a hospital. I don't know, who cares? Dean's alternate death, uh, Chris hosts a garden party which ends with Dean falling to his death. Kruger confronted Chris in his candlelit 
Lair. Kruger as Chris taunts Nancy as she drowns in the blood flooded hallway. Okay, here's another alternate final sequence. Quinn encounters Kruger in a church. A burnt up old damp church. <clears throat> yeah. So these are these are little few alternate endings and stuff scenes they got deleted and stuff on. Um, uh, additional footage of Freddie killing one of the M Street parents in a bedroom dream sequence and an alternate ending of Freddie bursting from a sleeping Quentin. And I don't like the Quentin. Um, I wish they would have killed Glenn, you know. I think at one point, like his dad called him Glenn in this movie. I don't know. I don't know if he called him Quinn or <laughs> Glenn. It sounded like he said Glenn, but whatever. <clears throat> okay, there was an originally an idea that one of the characters would keep a nightmare map. Okay, yeah, that's, that's stupid. Anyway, <laughs> unfortunately, Jackie, Earl Haley, and Mooney um, Merrill, who played Nancy in this movie, they signed up for multiple films, which will never see the light of day. So they um they, they um their Jackie Earl Haley's contract was was for three total films while Rooney Murray was for two, and it's been ten years, and there's no indication that there were ever going to be another sequel. Surprise, nope. <clears throat> but um, I will say that it, it is another fun fact is the eighth highest grossing slasher film of all time. Congratulations. Still a sucky-ass movie. Still sucks. Still sucks. Sorry. Not sorry. Came out 2010. Um, yeah. yeah I, I don't know, man. This is such a bad movie. I just can't get with the guy. I mean, no disrespect. To the actors in this movie, but it just did not go well. Um. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm. I can't get with it. It did on uh, sixty-three million dollars domestic. So I guess that's pretty good, but. People can go saw because they was hype about Freddy Krueger, but I think to me, in my opinion, would kind of hurt it because it came out around the time they had re-released um, Nightmare Industry franchise movies on Blu-ray. So everybody who was like going to buy it or the new generation of kids was going to buy it, and um, yeah, and then they saw Rob, they saw Robert England, Freddy Krueger, and all this stuff, and then they see this guy like, who the hell is this guy? This ain't the guy that my parents watch or what I just seen on Blu-ray and seeing this like. Oof. Then they made a movie. It was an hour and a half long, so it wasn't too long. That's the only good thing, because it would have been two hours longer. But yeah, I, I'm just... I am not okay with this movie at all. I can see, like, I see why it has not been another Nightmare Industry movie, because this one tanked so bad. Like, like um, IMDB gave it a 5.2 out of 10. Got fifteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and Metacritic gave it thirty-five percent. I feel like that's just being nice. I will not be giving it that much, and you guys are gonna be very hard. 
I, this is the part of the shortest movie ranking. I can say movie rank, but the movie shortest movie review I've done out of all the slasher movies or movies I've done. And it's because I really just can't stand the movie at all. Anyway, guys, if you guys want to watch this movie, you can find it on um, HBO Max or you got it on DVD. I have it on DVD because I'm a DVD collector and I have franchise. I have to get every movie in the franchise. And I probably watched this movie once on DVD, if that. I don't know if it's to make sure it played right or whatnot, but I think I watched it like once. And I had to sit through and watch this movie again for to do this episode and pretty much to do it for um, the Nightmare Industry ranking that I'm going to do next week. So, yeah. So. Anyway, yeah, um, mm. yes, can't give it. Anyway, guys, don't forget, guys. Once again, I want to thank everybody for continuing the support of the um my podcast channel. Um, yeah, and um, don't forget to click the links down below for music for my boy Benny Anderson and. The Chaos World and Wrestling Rants 901 link down below for the merchandise for Chaos World and Wrestling Rants 901. Guys, I'm on all podcasts platforms. Yeah. Anybody got your main man, Kale Breezy? You're in Chaos World. It's a fun place. It's a happy place. It's a loving place. One love, and I'm out.